0: Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning London time on Wednesday the 28th of April. The U.S. Federal Reserve meets and we will then hear U.S. Fed Chair Powell, who is not an economist, talking about economics. The monetary policy expectations of investors remain very stable. There's no reason to raise U.S. rates at the moment. Inflation pressures remain low, And once the oil-related disturbance is out of the way, there's little reason to see a greater inflation threat. However, quantitative policy is significant. The Fed bought bonds because the financial system needed liquidity. The financial system needed liquidity because people were saving and not spending. Cash hoarded under the mattress or in a savings account needs to come from somewhere. And the only somewhere it can come from, ultimately, is the US Federal Reserve. Now that the money is being pulled out from under the mattress and spent in the burger joints and bars of the United States, the need for liquidity is slowly fading. That means that there is less justification for supplying liquidity at the current pace. No one thinks the Fed is going to change quantitative policy at this stage, but the issue is whether the language. Signals that a change may be coming sooner than had previously been thought. Meanwhile, US President Biden has signed an executive order that raises the minimum wage for the federal government contractors. Minimum wage issues tend to be controversial. In theory, they should reduce employment, but the real-world evidence does not conclusively support that idea. They might produce higher inflation via higher wage costs, but with profit levels extremely high in the US economy in recent years and a history of a declining labour share of GDP, that inflation threat is also not automatic. Profit margins could take the additional costs relatively easily. The jester probably has more political impact than it does economic impact. Inflation figures have come out in Australia and a retail price measure has come out in the UK. Australian consumer price inflation data does not often capture the world's attention. For one thing, the Australians insist on only publishing data once a quarter. However, the Australian economy began easing pandemic restrictions relatively early. Economic activity in Australia, aside from the tourism industry, has been returning to normal. The data is surprised by coming in weaker And the trimmed mean indicator showed very subdued price pressures away from energy costs. There were some price increases in some of the areas of spending that passed the Instagram test. Spending on accessories, for example, which can be associated with going out and having fun. Meanwhile, the UK's BRC shop price index continued to fall in year-on-year terms in April. In Japan, retail sales surprised positively because it's a growth related data point, and growth related data points keep surprising positively. This is interesting in that Japan does have restrictions related to the pandemic on economic activity, but again, it emphasises how people can adapt in the face of adversity. There are also some Instagram test results here clothing was relatively strong, for example. Patterns of consumption are still shifting, which is of course part of the process of adapting, with department store sales generally weaker than anticipated. Japanese restrictions were tightened further last week, it should be noted. That's all for today. Have a good day.